Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Doug Reed. For Thursday, June 9th, welcome back. Been a bit of a break. I apologize for that, but hope to be getting back at it daily throughout the week going forward. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's R-E-I-D 34. And if you are following us at Sports Ethos, you know there's a lot going on. A lot moving forward, and we're growing tremendously. It's a couple of accounts, I think, on Twitter uh, you should follow. If you're a fantasy baseball or football player, uh, they're good to follow. They're also good for wagering because we're often dropping tips um, pre-game and uh, player trends there as well. One is Ethos Fantasy BB for baseball, and the other is Ethos Fantasy FB for football. Recommend you check both those out. Get a lot of good information there. We've got a daily baseball fantasy podcast as well and starting up our fantasy football podcast i think we're going about three days a week right now with joe rico on that so lots going on here at ethos and also check out sportsethos.com you can find our packages i'm part of the wagering group and that's under mainly under our fantasy pass which you can get for about 15 bucks a month and for the past few months we have easily been paying that back for you so i recommend you check us out at ethos fantasy as well so on to the board we've got 11 games in major league baseball today and one in the nhl so we'll get right at it we start at 110 in the east we've got st louis uh at no sorry the first game has arizona at cincinnati you could get uh arizona plus 115 cincinnati minus 135 Arizona, you have Zach Davies on the mound, Tyler Malley for the Reds. I'm not on this game at all. A uh, total of 10. I was looking to go over, but at 10, that's a little scary. I know it's in um, Cincinnati, which has been a good hitter's park. And the Reds are hitting well. Uh, I just think that's a bit of a big number. I like Cincinnati, but not at minus 135. They're more than 115, minus 20. I would have been on that, um, but staying away. Next game sees St. Louis Cardinals and Tampa Bay in Tampa to play the Rays. Miles Mikolo starts for St. Louis and get them plus 145 in the money line. And lefty Shane McClanahan goes for Tampa. You can get them at minus 165. And I'm actually on the Tampa run line at plus 135. When I look at this game, I just look at these two starting pitchers. And Mikolo's had a good season. Uh, he's definitely pitched well so far this year. Uh, he comes in with a whip of 1.14, ERA of just over three, 3.02 and 11 starts. Not missing a lot of bats with 51 Ks and 65 and two-thirds innings. 
But recently, he's been hit a little harder. He's given up in his last four games, three, six, four, and four runs. Uh, so 17 runs, 16 of which have been earned in his last four starts. So he's getting a little bit harder. But the flip side is really the play to me, and that's where McClanahan comes in. When you look at McClanahan, what he's done this year is just absolutely fantastic. I actually think he is a, um, if not a front runner, definitely in contention for the Cy Young in the American League. So far in 64.1 innings pitch, he has a 0.92 whip, a 2.10 ERA, and 89 strikeouts. All of those are top five major league pitchers this season. He's only allowed 12 walks. He has been Absolutely lights out this year. So I like Tampa to win, but at minus 165, I couldn't uh, lay that much juice. So I pivoted to the run line at minus one and a half, and I got them plus 135. You can get anywhere plus 135, plus 140. So I'm on the raise to win by two or more and taking the run line there. Tampa's also done fairly well against right-handed pitcher pitching. Uh, they're sixth in average, sixth in OBP, and 16th, so about league average in slugging. So hopefully they can get the Miklos for a few runs and McClanahan can shut down uh, St. Louis. The next game sees the Dodgers travel to Chicago to play the White Sox. You can get the Dodgers at minus 130. You can get the White Sox at plus 110. And the reason this is even that close to line, I believe, is the White Sox have Dylan Cease on the mound. Dylan Cease um, versus Tyler Anderson for the Dodgers. Dylan Cease has pitched really well. Both these guys have pitched well, but Dylan Cease has pitched great. 1.29 ERA in the season, 3.39, sorry, 1.29 whip, but 3.39 ERA. Struck out, striking out 81 uh, batters in 58.1 innings. And his numbers are inflated, I think, because of a couple of bad outings. Uh, end of May against the Red Sox, he only pitched three innings, he gave up seven earned runs. And earlier in May against the Yankees in four innings, he gave up six earned runs. But other than that, he has been stellar. Um, his last outing against Tampa, zero earned runs. Just before that against the Cubs, zero earned runs. Game before that against the Royals, zero earned runs. Against Red Sox, one earned run. Against the Angels, zero earned runs. So he's pitched very well. His numbers are a little inflated by a few poor outings. Um, but the righty is look very solid so far. And on the other side of that, you have, I'm just trying to pull this up, sorry. You have, um, sorry, my computer's freezing here on my Tyler Anderson numbers. He was pitched quite well for the Dodgers this year. I think this should be a low-scoring game. Um, I would, I can't lean the White Sox out going against the Dodgers. Anderson in his 55 and two-thirds innings, 53 strikeouts. So what is obviously strikeout innings, 0.95 whip. And 2.59 ERA. He's been pitching great as well. So I can't really... I like Cease. I think Cease is pitching better. Uh, and he's turned around. But this number, uh, at plus 110, I'd have that probably plus 130 or more to go with the White Sox. So I would actually lean the Dodgers slightly. But don't want to take them at minus 130. The total is 8.5. You, you can get even money around plus 100 on the under. I might look at that. Um, the run line, the Dodgers are plus 130. Not going to touch that. So this game is basically stay away from me. And the next game, 210 in the East, we have the Phillies going to Milwaukee to play the Brewers. For the Phillies, you get Zach Eflin on the mound, and you get Milwaukee's ace, Corbin Burns. Both these guys have been pitching really well. And I think this should be a low-scoring game. If anything, I might look to the under. You get Phillies at plus 145. You get Burns and the Brewers at minus 165. The total is 7.5. 
The under is at minus 120, so I'm not real, I don't think I'm going to touch that. I see this being a low-scoring game. Eflin has been pitching great in his uh, 51 innings, 45 strikeouts, 1.14 whip, 3.88 uh, ERA. But then the flip side of that is Burns, and I think he's just he's continuing his uh, Cy Young year from last season. And he's pitched 11 starts, 68 in the third innings, 84 strikeouts, 0.92 whip, and 2.5 ERA. So I would say I like the Brewers, but at minus 165, that's a tough one. On the run line, they're plus 125. But the way Eflin's been pitching, the Brewers haven't been hitting all that great lately. So it's a stay away from me. I like the Brewers, but not really sure I can get to a side in this game. The next game, 345 in the East, has the Rockies traveling or staying in San Francisco to play the Giants. For the Rockies, you get Austin Gomber on the mound, and he is not having a good year. Uh, just to quickly pull up his stats. Austin Gomber for Colorado has a 1.47 whip, 6.54 ERA over 10 starts. And 52 in the third innings, just 40 strikeouts. So not missing bats, not doing a whole lot of anything. And Logan Webb's pitched well, obviously, for the Giants. I like the Giants here. Can't lay 275. Even the run line, they're minus 125. I just don't trust the um, Giants' bats at home all that much to lay a run and a half. You know, on paper, this looks like an easy win. Obviously, with that huge, that huge money line should be an easy win. If anything, I might look at a Giants team total. Uh, right now, it's probably the total in the game is eight. So you're going to get a first half line about four. You're going to get around the Giants probably around four, four and a half. Um, I'm just trying to pull up their, their run line total. I've got the Giants over four and a half minus 135. If that was closer to 110, 115, I'd be on it. But that's just too much money to lay. So stay away game for me. I like the Giants, but the numbers just don't line up. Next game of the night, 640 in the East. Is the return of Steven Strasburg? The Nationals facing Trevor Rogers and the Marlins. And you can get the Marlins around plus 120. I got them earlier, plus 125. The Marlins at home. My total here. I'm not really sure what Strasburg's going to do coming back. Outlet syndrome is not an easy thing to rebound. From. He was pitching well in the minus. I think he bit pitched around 77. Uh, last week in his his rehab, imagine he's going to be on a pitch count. I don't see him going more than six innings. I would put somewhere in the you know five and a third, five and two thirds, maybe get through five full innings uh, at most. But this is more a bet against Trevor Rogers. He has just been terrible lately. Uh, he's on the season a one point five six WHIP, five point eight ERA. In his last three games, he's given up five earned runs, three earned runs, five earned runs. He is just struggling. And I can't back him. The Nationals have some hitters. I think they can put some runs on the board. The total here is eight and a half. I was looking at maybe grabbing the Nationals team total, uh, but it was just a little high for me, so I stayed away from that. But I'm on the Nationals at plus 120. If, Str if Strasburg has even a decent game and can get through five innings without getting uh, knocked around too much, I think that sets them up pretty well. Uh, I don't like their bullpen behind him, um, but I just I, I think the Nationals' bats can also get to Rogers, who's really been struggling. Next game, like seven ten in the East, you have the Oakland Athletics in Cleveland to play the Guardians. And for Oakland, they are starting James Caprillion, 
And Cleveland starts their young pitcher, who's been doing fairly well in his few games, Connor with a K, Pilkington. And a little too early to really tell what his numbers mean. But in his, he's pitched six games, just three starts, 2.65 ERA, 17 innings, 23 strikeouts. So he's missing some bats, but a 1.59 whip, which obviously isn't overly impressive. Caprillion on the other side uh, has had a decent year. I always think of him as about a league average pitcher. You're going to get some good outings, some bad outings. However, this year he hasn't done so well. Seven starts, 32 and two-thirds innings. He's only struck out 22 guys, so not missing any bats himself. 1.35 whip and a 6.06 ERA. And this isn't so much a bet against um, Caprillion as it is a bet on a bet a bet against Oakland's lineup. So you can get the A's at plus one fifty five, the Guardians at minus one seventy five. Uh, that's way too expensive for me. I move to the Guardians run line, so they have to score. <laughs> They have to win by two runs, basically. Run line always minus one and a half at plus 115. So I think Pilkington can do a decent job limiting the A's lineup. The Guardians obviously have some good hitters. Caprillion has not been getting a lot of guys out, not been missing bats. So total eight and a half. I could see this game going over. But if uh, Pilkington continues to do well, as he has for his last couple starts, I could also see them him limiting Oakland. I think Oakland has scored two runs in something like two or less in something like 10 of their last 11 games. Uh, their lineup just does not scare me at all. So looking for Cleveland to win. Can't get there in minus 175. So going to go to the run line, minus one and a half, and get a plus, but plus 115, plus 118. I'm seeing I got it at a plus 115. So you take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to do the second half of the MLB card and then hit the one game on the ice. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Next game of the day, it sees the Pirates against the Braves, 720 in the East. We have JT Brubaker on the bump for the Buckos and Max Reed on the buck on the bump for the Braves. Now, this game you can get the Pirates at plus 220, you can get the Braves at minus 270, total eight and a half. The run line for the Braves is minus 135. And I'm not in this game. I like the Braves. I like them fairly easily, but those numbers just don't add up. I, um, the Pirates, you know, Pirates went into what two weekends ago and they went into LA and swept the Dodgers. So they've proven that they can put up some decent games. I still think they're one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball, um, top to bottom pitching and their the, the bullpen's been decent, but pitching and hitting have struggled. However, I can't lay 270 on the money line with the Braves, even behind Max Fried, and I can't lay 135 on the run line. So stay away from me. 740 in the East, we have the Yankees and their ace, Garrett Cole, on the hill at Minnesota against the Twins and Dylan Bundy. 
You can get the Yanks minus 210 in the money line. The Twins and Bundy plus 175. Total here is eight. Uh, you can get the Yankees run line at minus 125. Can't find a number I like in this game. I'm looking at the Yankees uh, run total. And I think even that's going to be juiced too high. Uh, over four and a half is minus 135. I think they get there. Bundy has just been terrible. When I look at his numbers this year, um, I know he started off, he had a decent, couple decent outings to start the season, but he has really struggled. Uh, he had a couple good outings at home, which I think kind of keep his numbers looking a little more respectable, but I'm just not a fan necessarily of Dylan Bundy. And obviously, Garrett Colson pitching great. Bundy on the year, nine games, nine starts, 42 innings, 36 strikeouts, so not missing enough bats, 1.45 whip, and a 5.57 ERA. So in his nine starts, when you look at that, he had a couple of decent ones to start the year. Uh, against Seattle, went five innings, no uh, no earned runs. Against the Red Sox, five five and a third, one earned run. Against the White Sox, five innings, no earned runs. And then, boom, he's been gave up six earned runs, nine earned runs, three innings, no earned runs, 5.2 innings, just one. Gave up four to the Tigers, gave up five earned runs to the Jays last time out. I don't think he's back, and I don't want to pitch it. I don't want to throw. I don't want to throw him against the Yankees. I think this could be a bloodbath the way the Yankees have been hitting. So if anything, I might look at the Yankees uh, on the run line, or not not on the run line. Pardon me, um, on their team total of over four and a half. Second last game of the night sees the battle of the basement dwellers. Baltimore Orioles are at Kansas City, and this game is basically a pick 'em. Well, it's around minus 110, minus 105. I think I'm on Baltimore, and I actually got them on FanDuel at minus 104. Now, this is another game I wouldn't really probably won't even want to watch. Um, with Jordan Lyles on the mound versus Chris Bubich for Kansas City. Neither of these guys have been pitching all that well. Uh, you know, when I look at Bubich, his expected WOBA against is .460. That is terrible. Expected batting average, 343. Expected slug, 660. Compare those to Jordan Lyles, who's not having a good year either. His, uh, his expected WOBA against is 367. Again, Bubich was 460. His expected batting average against, 294. Bubich is 343. His expected slug is against Jordan Lyles is 493. Bubich is 600. I mean, those are ridiculous numbers. Uh, you know, even their K percentage, they're not striking out guys. Jordan Lyles at 19.9, below league average, around league average. Bubich only 14.3. Bubich is 15.4% walk percentage. That is terrible. Uh, Jordan Lyles is at 7% walk percentage, which is above league average. So he's doing well keeping runners off the bases on the free passes. But other than that, neither of these guys are, are impressing me at all. I just think a uh, slight nod to Lyles as a pitcher and slight nod to the Orioles as a as a, um, the Orioles lineup. So with basically even money, uh, again, I got Baltimore at minus 104. So catching a little bit of a break there. Um, I'm on the O's tonight. Kind of hold my breath, close my eyes and hold my breath here, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I like Lyles over Bubich. Last game of the night, which I think I'm in the minority here, but uh, we have the Red Sox and Nick Pavetta going against the Angels and their ace, Shohei Otani. You can get the Angels, uh, the Red Sox, at anywhere from about plus 100 to plus 105. I think plus 106 is what I got them at. 
uh, a little while ago, just before the show. And you get the Angels around minus 120, minus 115. I think everybody's on the Angels. They've lost, what, 13 in a row. And they've got to break their streak. They've got their ace, Shohei Otani, on the line. Um, but Pavetta has pitched well lately. And he's putting together, quietly putting together a good season. And Otani hasn't pitched great lately, but I'm not going to put a lot of stock in that. I know that he can he can go out there and shut anybody down and has the ability to, I think, beat any team in baseball. But when I look at Pavetta on the year, 11 starts, 61 and two-thirds innings, 58 strikeouts, so roughly a uh, strikeout per inning, uh, 1.1 whip and 3.5 ERA. And he started the pitch. He had a few rough outings to start the year, his first two outings. Uh, he gave up 400 runs in five and two-thirds, 400 runs in two innings. That's third outing, he gave up 500 runs in four innings. But since then, he's pitched quite well. In the month of May, so six starts in May, 38.1 innings, 0.83 whip, and a 2.11 ERA. And his one outing uh, so far this month against Oakland, seven innings, two hits, no earned runs, 1.1 whip, and got the win there. So pitching well lately, pitching much better in his last three or four starts. When I look down his line, he gave up three earned runs to the White Sox on May 24th. But in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, sorry, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, six. His last, five of his last six games, he's given up one run or less in those games. Uh, and that included against his um, against the White Sox, against the Astros, uh, another one against the White Sox. So he's been pitching better lately. And the Red Sox lineup has been hot. They've really woken up, and, and the Angels lineup has been cold. I think this number also factors Mike Trout being out. He didn't play last night um, with a leg injury. I think if he comes back, I think you see this number go closer to 115, maybe 118 for the Red Sox. I think if he is ruled out, uh, you see this number maybe drop to minus 110, minus 115 for the Red Sox. So right now, I think the line's kind of baking in a question mark, so I figured I'd grab it um, right now. If he, if he is out and the line goes up, I lose 10, 12 points. I, I, I can accept that. But I'm happy catching plus money with the Red Sox. I'm happy with uh, the way Pavetta's pitching. And Otani, like I said, has been pitching well. Struggled a little lately, but I'm not going to put a lot of stock in that. So I think this should be a good game. And at plus money, I will be on the Red Sox. So that is the MLB board. We have one game in the NHL. Uh, Tampa Bay is in New York in the conference finals. Uh, series tied 2-2. Both teams have won their games at home. So if that follows suit, the Rangers should win tonight. You can get the home Rangers at plus 110. And you can get the road lightning at plus 130. So obviously the market thinks that Tampa Bay is still the better team. I think they're the better team. But the way New York's been playing lately... Um, I can't rule out Shesterkin standing on his head again in net for the Rangers and then pulling out a win. At plus 110, I mean, I think there's value if it gets to plus 120, 125. I don't think it's going to get that right now, so I'm not on that number. Um, total is 5.5. Anything I look to the under, but it's down to minus 135, 140, so I'm not really going to touch that. You can get the Lightning uh, on the puck line, which means minus 1.5, so they have to win by two goals at plus 205. If I were going to bet anything... I would bet that because uh, in the playoffs, the teams tend to pull their goalies a little early. They get down by a goal. Uh, they're not waiting to the last minute or 30 seconds like in the regular season. So if the Lightning happen to be up late in the third, Rangers pull their goalie early, and better chance of emptying that goal, better chance of winning by two. Plus 205, there might be some value there on the puck line with Tampa Bay. 
But I think this game's a, a coin flip, and don't really know who's going to win. So I'm going to stay away from this. Should be should be a great game. I mean, the NHL playoffs this year, if you've been watching, have been fantastic. And I think this is extends it. The, the the winner of this series is going to travel to Colorado to play a well rested Avalanche team. But whoever it is, it's going to be a good final. I think it'll lean the Avs. But we'll talk about that more when we get there. So hopefully enjoyed the show. Getting back at it and got a number of games in play. Uh, tonight in the MLB, and you're going to be watching the Lightning Rangers definitely uh, in the NHL. So hopefully you got some tips, some thoughts, maybe some plays, and hopefully we can all make a few bucks tonight. And we will chat with you soon.